surprise. The need for more blasting, more clone troopers, lasers firing. It was an idea George had uh, towards the end of the series and something we were going to go forward with, uh, with more than one episode arc for sure. And it uh, fulfills a promise that, that I kind of had to, to fans of Clone Trooper Echo uh, when he seemed at the Citadel to be doomed. I saw a massive outpouring of depression, especially by the younger clones. And believe me, nothing makes me feel worse. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Incoming! Jason and escape almost bad batch time next week. The bad batch season three begins. We're hyped this episode. We're hyping it. We're going to talk about the trailer. We're going to, we got questions from people in the blast points, Facebook, super chill group. We're going bad batch season three. Crazy. Yeah. We never knew how much we needed clone trooper stories until there was a couple of years we didn't have clone trooper stories. And it's like, hey, I miss clone trooper stories. And now they've been back for two seasons. And yeah, I can't wait for season three. Even though it's sad it's gonna be done. We if we've learned anything over the years is that the Star Wars animation stories always return in some other shape or form and these characters never go away. So it's not really the end. Well, Bad Batch season two was so good. I mean, we talked about that when we did the the holiday party episode with Sky Talkers and Brandon talking about ninety four, where it was like, man, Bad Batch season two, like, and with a little bit of like time away, looking at that whole season and like going over the list of episodes, it's just like, man, that was so good. We were talking about this before we started recording too, and it was it was almost like it was so good. But the end, like the second half of Bad Batch season two was happening the same time as the cultural juggernaut that was the Mandalorian season three. You know, like the dilemma of like on a Wednesday morning, what do you watch first, Mando or Bad Batch? And everyone would watch Mando. And there was like some Phil Tippett robot creature living in the sewers of Mandalore. And then you had to like, okay, now I got to watch a really super serious episode about Crosshair in some sad 
clone purgatory in the snow and stuff. And it was like, man, these episodes are so good. They should just be able to live and exist on their own. Yeah, because it seems like as far as we know this time, Bad Batch is going to get some breathing room here and there's not going to be another Star Wars show at the same time. So we can really savor this last season. Let it all soak in. And I'm just excited, too, because it's new Star Wars stories every week. New planets, new things happening, new creatures, new droids, new spaceships and stuff. It's just new Star Wars every week. It's going to be a very exciting year in Star Wars 2024. And it's like this: the Bad Batch is kicking it all off. And that's great. And it's the legacy of the Clone Wars. It's still going on, which is so cool. Well, especially since... Yeah, the Bad Batch themselves, like, were from the part of the Clone Wars we never thought we would see. Like, they were in Clone Wars episodes that we only had animatics of for so long, and then they finally came back and made the final season of Clone Wars, and we got to see the Bad Batch and fall in love with them, not even realizing that they're going to get their own show and still be carrying on the yeah the clone wars legacy and i guess even like george lucas coming up with crazy animated characters legacy since they're one of the last george lucas creations that's kind of still kicking around in star wars it's so endlessly fascinating too because it's we got those rebels episodes where we saw you know rex and wolf and gregor out in the desert somewhere and it's like well how did that happen like what happened there was always the question like okay clone troopers great but what happens to them after the end of the clone wars and my favorite episodes from season two like those middle ones and then like i said the crosshair one the solitary clone directly addressing the tragedy of the clones what happens to the clone troopers after this war and how are the Bad Batch part of that? What's the deal with Omega? I, don't, it, I just think that the Bad Batch, the stories we've gotten, are kind of some of the most interesting we've gotten in Star Wars, especially in Star Wars animation. And people that like, oh, and the animated shows aren't as important. We've talked about this a lot. If Ahsoka taught us anything, the animation, Star Wars animation is very important. It's like a Star Wars flavor packet that you gotta you gotta sprinkle on all your all your food to make it taste even more Star Wars. Is it a little salty? Is it a little sweet? You can put it in soup. You can put it on chicken. Put it on everything. Make some avocado toast. Sprinkle a little on top. A little Bad Batch on top. Kicks up the flavor. Anything you do, a bagel with cream cheese. Put a little Bad Batch sprinkle on it. All of a sudden, you got a whole new flavor experience in your mouth. Yeah, Star Wars animation is like a big drawer full of tasty flavors and spices that you can sprinkle on anything to just make it even better. It's like a big cabinet. You open the doors and you're like, which one do I choose? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, and we'll get into it. Bad Batch Season 3 is doing that a little bit, and it went into the Clone Wars cabinet and opened up the big door and found a tasty little... uh, morsel to bring back and sprinkle on bad batch season three kind of shocked people people weren't ready for that extra bit of spice no people took a bite and they're like what did you put on this bad batch well that's a surprise we're gonna get to that later first off before we start talking about the trailer let's go over the 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 names of the 15 episodes that we're getting right so the first three that are going to come out next week 
confined, paths unknown, and shadows of Tantus. Ooh. Yeah, because it's cool we're getting three episodes this time, because last time the premiere was just two episodes, right? If I remember right, I think so. Yeah, so this is almost like we only got the season one started with just the the, the jumbo-sized episode, so we're kind of getting a little bit maybe of that feeling here of, you know, like a good hour of Bad Batch to get you going. And then we got on February 28th, A Different Approach, The Return, Infiltration, Extraction, Bad Territory, well, and don't forget infiltration and extraction is a it's a double feature that week. Oh, yeah, it is March thirteenth. That's yeah. gonna be a hot one. So, and then yeah, bad territory, the harbinger, identity crisis, point of no return, juggernaut, into the breach, flash strike, and then finally on May first, the cavalry has arrived. The season and series finale. These titles are very vague. They all sound like super exciting. And it's kind of freaking me out. Because it's like, yeah, that double episode, Infiltration Extraction. You know, my mind instantly goes to getting Omega out, maybe. Or Crosshair. Point of No Return, Juggernaut, Into the Breach, Flashlight. Yeah, and then the final episode, The Cavalry Has Arrived. It means we're in for a good time, is what it means. We're in for a treat. Going all the way until May, right before May the 4th. Non-stop Bad Batch all through February, March, April. It's great. I'm excited. The Bad Batch is great. Everybody should be watching it. If you're listening to this and you never watched Bad Batch in the past, or you did, you know, whatever, it's on Disney+. Plus. Got no excuse. Start, just start watching it. You're going to love it. It's stories about clone troopers. Yeah, it's never too late. To start the Bad Batch. It's never too late to watch Bad Batch again. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you know. Have a Bad Batch party at your house. A good Batch party. Yeah. Go back to season one and get so many Kaminoan stories. And spend as much time as you can on Kamino. Just savoring it before, while you can. (laughs) Before it's too late. Just us troopers and the Jedi, standing between Grievous and his droids and the rest of the universe. I fought everywhere, from Kamino to Tatooine, Rhodia to Coruscant. I saw worlds fall, and I learned much from the Jedi. Skywalker, Kenobi, young Ahsoka Tano. We stood together against everything they threw against us. We were heroes. Star Wars The Clone Wars, a new adventure Fridays at 9 p.m., only on Cartoon Network. Let's let's talk about the trailer. Let's do this trailer. It's been out for a couple weeks. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, we. I almost feel like we couldn't talk about it when it came out because we weren't ready. We needed some time. And it's like when that trailer came out, we were like knee deep in Empire Strikes Back 70 millimeter madness. And it was like, Bad Batch, I love you. 
but we're trying to figure out like headquarters personnel and all this stuff. And the first transport is away. We I can't dedicate the time, but it's good because we, yeah, we've had a couple weeks to kind of like settle into the bad batch trailer, watch it, watch it once a day, watch it upside down, watch it through a mirror, reflecting off a mirror, reflecting off another mirror that's reflecting the window. And you can see bad batch in the corner. That's the ideal way to watch it uh, in, in straight truth. So, okay. So the trailer opens up, right? There's a bunch of action. There's some turbo tank. Right away, turbo tank. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with turbo tank. Hold on! We've got troopers up top. We're running out of road! Not exactly a stealth exit, boys. Let's move! Letting you know in the first seconds of the trailer, you're getting some turbo tank action. And you've got Hunter and Wrecker inside the turbo tank, right? They're getting chased. But there's somebody else in the turbo tank with them. Yeah, it's Crosshair, who I didn't even I didn't even notice like at first. Because I, I feel like it's been so long since he's been in his like normal outfit. That it didn't even sink in that that's Crosshair. So, yeah, he's in the turbo tank with Hunter and Wrecker. So, good guy Crosshair. It's been a long time coming, but I'm here for it. I'm ready. Living for good guy Crosshair. Yeah, and then we get some action-packed scenes of them jumping. Fee shows up to save them. I couldn't believe when I saw Fee, I was just like, oh, it's Fee. Yes, she's back. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not uh, it's not Sid. Yeah, so is is the Sid era over? Do you think, or is Sid gonna show up like trying to double cross them again? Is Sid like still trying to sell them out, or is like I seriously I could go through all season three and never see Sid again? The cavalry has arrived. Is when Sid shows up in the last episode <laughs> with the people that used to hang out in the bar. Yeah, the hammerhead. The walrus man or whatever, whoever else was in there. We laugh now, but it's probably what happens. <laughs> By the end of season three, we'll all love Sid again through the power of the Bad Batch. I'm I'm making a prediction that season three, it's the crosshair season. It's the it's good guy crosshair is back, but it's also the season of the turbo tank. It's been so long since we got turbo tank action. We got a little taste in Rogue One. So then what we see a ship going to Coruscant. Yeah, because and you're like distracted by Coruscant, but there's like a really cool like moon base orbiting around Coruscant. Which is super hardcore because that moon base is old Macquarie stuff, which of course it is, of back when Return of the Jedi was gonna have three Death Stars. Oh man. And there was that Macquarie painting with like the it's like a you know, that little oval with some stuff hanging out of the bottom, flying around outside had Abaddon, which was Coruscant. And so, yeah, that's totally old Macquarie Death Star action. So then we get Rex, regular looking Rex, without his poncho, talking to Hunter. I thought that the end of the war would mean an end to losing more of our brothers. But I was wrong. We can't just walk away. Not with the Empire imprisoning the kid. 
then they punch us right in the gut by showing us tech falling again. Well, not yet though. They te- we get they wait a little bit because next is the is the shot of uh, that looks like the monastery from the Clone Wars movie. So yeah, they fade to that and it's burning. So it's like it looks like it's that planet again, maybe. Yeah, the Bomar Monk Monastery on Teth from the Clone Wars movie. So is that a f- flashback to the Clone Wars movie? Or do they have to go back there for some reason? Well, and don't forget, that's where Anakin and Ahsoka went. And they got stinky. But who was waiting for them in that monastery? Ventress. Ventress and a bunch of droids, right? So maybe Ventress needs to go back there to get something. All right. Well, let's hold off. Let's hold off on on the Ventress talk because that that's coming up. But but I think I don't know. Maybe it all plays into something. All right. All right. All right. The next shot after the monk temple thing is a crashed ship, and if you look closely, teeny tiny. You can see a little silhouette that looks like Omega, and to the right, another little silhouette that looks like Crosshair, and you also see the crazy rhino dog from later in the trailer. So it looks like maybe Crosshair and Omega and a rhino dog escaped together and crashed somewhere. That would make sense. And the reason you don't notice it is because, yeah, then... We cut back to the flashback from season two of just before and while Tech is falling from the the gondolas. Is Tech dead? What does your heart tell you? No. I don't believe he is. Bad Batches will punch you in the gut, but I don't think it will punch you that hard in the gut. We didn't see his body, but is Tech on Mount Tantus? You would think, yeah, they would claim his body, even if he was dead, which I don't think he is. Yeah, if anything, they they want his, uh, they probably want samples of his DNA or something. So they're gonna they're gonna retrieve him and bring him back. And yeah, I think he's alive. Maybe by the end of the season, he'll have contacts, <laughs> like Jordy LaForge or something, and for his contacts, yeah. Yeah, like the first half of the season, he's alive, but he can't do anything because he doesn't have his glasses, and then. At some point, he gets new eyes, and then he's good. My heart tells me that, yeah, Tech is still alive. But I could also, you know, it is Star Wars, and I could see them being, no, he's dead. That's the whole thing. We've got to move on. The clone story is a tragedy. Is everyone going to make it out of season three alive? Like, is getting rid of Tech basically at the end of season two kind of getting us ready for what could happen? That's a good point. But I guess I hope it's either either Tech's not dead or they all die. <laughs> it's it's got to be one or the other. <laughs> all right, I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. So then what, Omega and Crosshair are passing each other at uh, Clone Mountain on Mount Tantus. And then there's like two, do you notice there's like two different shots of Omega kind of quickly after each other where her hair is different? Yeah, it's like, it's like greased back in one and not the other because it looks like she's wearing the same clothes but then that makes me think because later on right there's uh 
I mean, we're almost to that part, but basically when they say Omega has been waiting for us for a long time, like we don't know what that means. It's like, how long is a long time? Right. What, how long is the space between season two and season three? It seems like it's a while, but we'll find, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. But Crosshair's looking rough. Crosshair's looking sad. He's sad Crosshair. He's sad guy Crosshair. We get to see Crazy Man Hemlock and some Republic Commandos, who I guess are now Imperial Commandos, because there's no Republic. And every time I see that guy, I want to punch him in the face. Man, Hemlock. You know he's bad because he's got gloves on. (laughs) Secure her in a cell. Omega's been waiting for us a long time. Our mission is not over yet. And he's saying, yeah, secure Omega in her cell, and Omega's get the blue laser scans on her. But that almost, you know, seems like one of those edits where, like, the shot of the lasers isn't her in her cell. Like, she's carrying vials and things. Like, it looks like she's doing what she did for Nala Say, either still with Nala Say, or she's helping her sister with some science business. Yeah, because, like, one of the very next shots is Emery who is working there on spooky clone mountain. So much happened in that end of season two where you forget that she's like Emery called Omega sister. So she's a clone and she's working there. And like when bad batch season one started, that was the whole thing it was like, Oh my God, Omega is like the first female clone of Django Fett. That's crazy. But no, there's Emery and she's there on spooky clone mountain. So what's Emery doing in all this? Yeah, and she's much older than Omega, and I don't know, is she as old as the Bad Batch? Like, she's been around a while. Is she, like, a secret agent there on Mount Tantus? Is she, like, working, like, against their crazy cloning project thing they have going on there? Does she help them escape? Was she Nalase's first helper daughter and then she got too old so nalase made another one because nalase is still around so there's there's still uh some some kaminoan drama left in bad batch which is the best kind of drama you can ever have it is it is and then what palpatine and his squad of idiots showing up right with Hemlock and Nalase walking by, walking around with them on Clone Mountain. Whatever is needed to accomplish this goal, you will have it. So let's be real here. Are we really talking about a Palpatine clone? We've, you know, we've been talking about it for four years now. Is this where all this is going? Is that the point of Mount Tantus? It seems like everybody thinks it is. But is the show really going to be like, yeah, we got to clone Palpatine. We got to go. We got to get some wacky stuff going on on Exegol. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, are they crazy enough to like, you know, before the Exegol thing? Could Palpatine, yeah, have like little clone kids of himself? 
is is Ray's dad actually born on Mount Tantus and then they move him to Exegol? Like, are we going to get that crazy? Are we going to get Ray, Ray connection stuff on here? Listen, at this point, anything is possible. And really, we just need to sit back and appreciate we're getting some some uh, royal guards and Bad Batch looking good, walking around with their little sticks, their little pool cues going. They're going to play pool with uh, Lama Sue. So then we see that special elite clone whose name, I guess, Clone X that was on Coruscant in season two, which I was I was like, either it's someone wearing that same armor. But then I was like, didn't that clone like kill himself when he got caught on Coruscant in season two? Yeah, but I f- think the point is that they're not I mean, they're clones, right? So it's like. They have some procedure to to basically make the clones into these like almost like brainwashed assassin sniper guys. So I think it's just a new clone in that role. Here's a terrifying thought. What if clone X is tech? Could be. It's not like a warm and fuzzy happy thought, but yeah, it could be. It could be that actually early on Crosshair and Omega escape get back with the batch only to realize that tech is either dead or now he's a prisoner and now they have to rescue tech. Yeah. Like if tech drank the blood of Kali and he's like going crazy and they got to get a good torch in his gut or something. Yeah. Omega's got to say, I love you. I love you tech. Which, hey, it could happen. There's Indiana Jones references all over this show all the time. It really could happen. Or, even better, Crosshair has to burn him with a torch and say, you're my brother, I love you. I like that, too. Yeah. So then, yeah, but there's more turbo tank action. We see a bunch of clones and more Republic commando troopers and with uh, the bunch of clones is Wolf, people were saying. People that are really good at spotting clone troopers. So that's kind of crazy, too, because like we said, we know Wolf ends up in Rebels with Rex and Gregor. But here's Wolf hanging out with a bunch of, bunch of bad business. Yeah, because we don't know what he's been up to. Maybe they got to get the torch on him, too. Everybody's drinking the blood of Kali. Maybe this season is just the Bad Batch going around, finding their buddies and telling them that they love them and giving them Bad Batch hugs and bringing them back to the good side. But think of those those two, like, Tragedy of the Clone episodes from the middle of season two. It really was, like, a turning point for all the clone troopers. What do we do? Do we either fight against the Empire because this is not what we trained for? This is not like we we know we're being put aside by the empire we're being replaced by these new stormtroopers or do we still kind of drink the Kool-Aid and try and go along with the program yeah cuz there are a lot more stormtroopers in this uh season 3 trailer than we got in season 2 yeah which would make sense because like by this if like if, like they're saying if a lot of time has gone by like what we're years into the empire at this point, which was always kind of cool in the first, especially the first season where it was kind of like the galactic empire day one, you know, year, like month one of the empire. 
But the Empire's getting to be a pretty big presence. So then what we see, Fennec, looks like she's like sitting in a bar. Yeah, Fennec is back after a season two break, right? There was no Fennec last season. And then, surprise, surprise, looks like Cad Bane is back after a, a season two break. So Fennec and Omega were buddies in season one. And then it's like, well, man, how does all this work? How does Fennec come back into the story? What is she going to be doing? What's the Cad Bane of it all? Which begs the question that's kind of on everyone's minds all the time. Boba Fett. Alpha. Is is kid Boba? He's not even a kid. He's like... Teenager Boba. You know, Boba and Fennec. Boba and Cad Bane. There's a lot of history. Boba's already been mentioned on the show before. Does Boba Fett need to be in the story? That's a tough one. Because you kind of... It would be cool because it's like... He's got a sister, but technically all the clones are his clones. So you could say that about every episode of Clone Wars or Bad Batch that Boba Fett should be in it. But is that just too distracting because it's Boba Fett? And like, what does teenage Boba Fett look like? And would he even care? Right. Like, we all would care as fans where it's like, oh, cool. It's kid Boba Fett and like maybe Daniel Logan could do the voice or something. Oh, cool, 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 cool. But does it really affect the story at all overall? Like, does it, what would it do for Omega really? Yeah. Because she has no attachment to Boba Fett. She's attached to her family of clones. So it, yeah, it probably doesn't make sense to have Boba Fett. I think it, if anything, it's more a cool thing that Fennec ends up with Boba Fett having known his sister and maybe not realizing that when she meets Boba Fett, that that's his sister. The only thing I could think of is because Cad Bane walking in the door is an, is an interesting surprise. If this is the period of time where Boba was learning how to be a bounty hunter with Cad Bane. And if there's some sort of mission and Fennec is trying to like bring Cad Bane into it, and it's like helping out some clones. And if Boba is like, I don't want to do that. I don't care about the clones. Yeah. Or he wants to do it because he's trying to prove that he's tough and doesn't care about the clones. Right. So, yeah, I forget about that. That, yeah, there is then maybe an excuse to have him tagging along with Cad Bane and a kind of unintentionally crossing paths with the clones and Omega. Could be cool. Maybe. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. We also see somebody that, of course, we're going to see in a little bit in this trailer, Echo. Don't forget about Echo. Yeah, because for a while there, I was like, what? Where's Echo? We, we get just a little tease, a little taste of Echo. Yeah, because then it looks like it looks like Hunter is just chilling on Pabu. And it's like, oh, cool, we're going to be back in Pabu. That looks great. But then it looks like the Empire is totally on Pabu. Looks like Pabu is like in flames. Wasn't the shot with the clone trooper X who may be tech. That was on Pabu, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It looks like a serious empire occupation of Pabu. Well, I was extra excited because there's a shot 
of Wrecker fighting a space alligator on a swamp boat. It took me a while to notice because I was distracted by the alligator that Fennec's with them. Oh. So it's Fennec and Wrecker and Hunter and a space alligator. (laughs) It's about time we got to space by you. Well, that's where, unless they're going to go, didn't Jabba's, Jabba the Hutt's mom live on the space bayou? <laughs> and I think Zero the Hutt was from the space bayou. So maybe that's where we're going. Yeah. Well, maybe we're, yeah, it's true. Maybe we're going to get some bayou huts again. Then we what, see Omega in a ship. It looks like she's escaping. Probably Crosshair is with her. Maybe. Well, I think. Based on the earlier part in the trailer where they crash and there's the little uh, space rhino, which the rhino dog thing is towards the end of the trailer here, too, like uh, eating a stormtrooper in the woods. Maybe that's after they crash. Yeah. Well, or the the secret to their escape is the rhino dolphin shark dog thing. There's a lot of action in the end, though, in a lot of, a lot of quick shots of action. But the big thing that sent everybody over the top in the trailer freaked everybody out. Saj Ventress is back. People went absolutely nuts. She has hair. People freaking out. How is she there? We thought she died in the book. StarWars.com had to say that we know she died in the book. And it's all going to make sense. They changed her character biography. People were still freaking out. I wasn't planning on killing you. But you're making it very tempting. And I'm like, I was like, okay, yeah, that's great. Asajj Ventress is back. Night Sister Fever. Still got Night Sister Fever real bad. But also, it's kind of like, it was like we were talking about with bringing Boba back, where I'm kind of like, well, what does Asajj Ventress have to do with this whole story? How does she fit in? It's cool she's back, but how do you do that? Maybe she's just pissed at Palpatine. Maybe she figured out that all the stuff Dooku did to her was because of Palpatine, and she's just sick and tired of that guy. Because Palpatine told Dooku that he had to get rid of his apprentice, Dooku tried to kill Ventress, which basically led to Grievous and the battle droids wiping out all her night sister buddies. So maybe that's enough for her. She's just sick and tired of that guy. Is it kind of like rebels where you got all these different pockets of people fighting the empire, not really knowing that the other pockets exist. And is Ventress just out there fighting the empire and she comes across like the Bad Batch, or like Rex and Echo, people fighting against the Empire, and his Ventress just like, yeah, I hate the Empire. I want to kill Palpatine. Yeah, could I mean, because I mean that's kind of what Rex has been doing the last two seasons is just kind of going around and finding people who want to fight. So yeah, maybe it's a maybe Rex makes the connection, you know, or if Palpatine's doing some weird dark side magic stuff, maybe she just senses it and it's like i don't want to have anything to do with that maybe she's he maybe he's using night sister magic to try to make his clones have the force or something well and yeah and i was thinking about that too because if she is like a resurrected asajj ventress then are we going in i mean we're getting crazier but then are we going into like palpatine 
messing around night sister magic is it somehow connected to like we were saying at the end of ahsoka like what the heck why is there an allegiance between the night sisters and thrawn why would the night sisters kind of think this was a good idea when the night sisters are can make swords out of thin air but like this guy and his like duct tape stormtroopers like yeah we should team up with them is it kind of showing that like this weird allegiance with the night sisters goes back way farther than we even know i know i'm getting crazy here that's what ventures coming back does to you you freak out a little bit and then you think you're okay and then you think about it more and then you kind of freak out and then you kind of don't know what to think anymore it's called night sister fever least when you have night sister fever it hits you so hard that typho fever kind of goes away it's the only thing that makes the typho fever go down it's a bad case of night night sister fever that jam-packed trailer wasn't enough and this was probably by the time the episode comes out, there's probably been 10 of these maybe, but as of recording this, there was a new clip from season three, just to remind you that bad batch wants to make you cry with crosshair and Omega talking to each other in their little prison cells. Crosshair. I tried to come earlier, but there are too many guards watching me. <sighs> You shouldn't be down here at all. Well, how else are we going to plan an escape? There is no we, and there is no escape. I've already tried. Every stronghold has a weak point. Maybe I can convince Emery to help. She's one of us. Not every clone is your ally. You trust too easily. Maybe you don't trust enough. here just go before you make things worse for both of us and crosshair's hands are shaking and omega's freaked out and we're freaked out like as soon as they show crosshair's hands shaking you're just like oh no yeah and then omega sees his hands shaking and then you're like even more oh no <laughs> man and that's probably that's probably from like the first 10 minutes of the first episode I want to hope that Crosshair just maybe has Night Sister fever and he's thinking like he just watched all of Ahsoka and he's thinking about Night Sisters and that's he's getting excited and that's why his hands are shaking. But I know probably Hemlock is up to no good. And if Crosshair's got the got shaky hands and he doesn't have a steady shot, then then what are we doing here? The only thing his hands are good for are hugging now. That's why he's got a hug tech. I love you. <laughs> So here we go. We have got questions from, like we said, the folks on the Blast Point Super Chill Group on the Facebook. It's kind of like the dating game, but not really at all. We're there. They ask us questions. 
And maybe, maybe at the end, we'll have a question that we want to get to know a little bit better. Maybe want to go on like a date to Tahiti with or something. Imagine the dating game, but not really the dating game. It doesn't, listen, it doesn't really work, <laughs> but it was a good idea at the time, folks. Imagine a game show where they just ask people questions. If you've never seen a show like that, just try to imagine what that would be like. Just just roll just roll along with this with us here. It's fun. We're having, we're having a good time. It's Bad Batch Season 3. Yeah. Let's not think too much about it. Even though we're thinking way too much about it. <laughs> First question. I mean, this is for both of us. Uh, and this is from Ian. One of the big questions on my mind as we enter this final season is whether Omega will cross paths with her other brother. We kind of talked about this already. We're talking about Boba Fett. Yeah, it seemed like it would make sense, and then it seemed like it didn't need to happen, and then it seemed like it made a lot of sense. But I do kind of hope it happens, just because I'm a sucker for new Boba Fett now. But if it doesn't happen, I'll be okay. I'm thinking Boba with Cad Bane. Does Boba cross paths with Omega? Maybe not. It could, yeah, it could just be a big tease where Boba Fett's on the show, but they never cross paths. Everybody's got Boba talk on their mind. People want some boat. People want more Boba talk because we got a question from Brandon. Will Boba Fett and the Batch have a joint mission this season? People just pa. One thing people want it's more Boba Fett. Yeah, I think if if we only knew if there was another Boba Fett season, we wouldn't worry about Boba Fett being in Bad Batch as much. But Bad Batch starts with a B. Boba Fett starts with a B. Believe starts with a B. So maybe it'll happen. <laughs> maybe. Boba and the Batch teaming up. I don't know about that one, though. Is that where Boba Fett is at in his life as a teenage Boba Fett? If I was a teenage Boba Fett, what would I be doing? But he's probably hanging out with Cad Bane. So if anything, he might be trying to take out the Bad Batch. You never Listen, you never know. Yeah, I doubt they would team up, but you never know. Here's one from Swati. One question I have after seeing that amazing trailer, some clips, Omega looked a little older. Will there be a significant time jump? We were talking about this. Maybe mid-season. Ooh, that's interesting. I think we also hear someone say she's been in prison for a long time. That's the big question. I feel like that was the big question between season one and two also, right? Like we were like, how long is it going to be? And then even after season two started, we were like, how long was this? And luckily, was it Rampart? was like, you were on that platform for, for 31 rotations or whatever. And it was like, okay, now we know how long it was. Yeah. It seems like it's been more than more than the time between season one and two. Yeah. I would agree too. Um, I would. I think there is going to be a time jump. A mid-season time jump is an interesting idea, though, because if you if you go by, like we were saying, some of the Omega haircuts, maybe. Maybe that's the, the two-parter in the middle of March. Maybe, yeah. Chris is asking, have you seen this movie? And he has a picture of the movie The Bad Batch from 2016 starring Jason Moma. Aquaman guy, Keanu Reeves, and Jim Carrey were all in this movie, The Bad Batch from 2016. All of us here 
We weren't good enough. Smart enough. Young enough. All the things you've done have put you right here. With me. This here is the bad batch. The description is in a desert dystopia, a young woman is kidnapped by cannibals. So, Chris, we've never seen the movie The Bad Batch. I've never heard of that. It's like a real movie. Have you heard of that? No, no. according to this, it's streaming on Netflix. So, <laughs> how do I? Yeah. All right. Jim Carrey plays the hermit and Jason Moma's Miami man. So maybe maybe we do need to watch this. <laughs> maybe when we say we're going to be talking about Bad Batch over on the Blast Points Army, we're just going to be talking about this movie. Wait, Diego Luna's in a scene too. Oh my God. He's in it uncredited. Diego Luna was in the Bad Batch. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. So no, we have not seen it, but maybe we should. Have you seen the Bad Batch of the motion picture? Let us know. <laughs> This next one is from Ross. Is Omega's new haircut in the trailer the result of a time skip? Or do the Imperials make her hair that way? Such as through battle damage or surgery? Hmm. Lots of lots of people wondering about Omega's hair. I like the idea of like a surgical haircut. You gotta think they're doing experiments on her though. We've still never seen a haircut droid, have we? I don't think we have. I don't think we have, but I think now's the time. Because do you think the Bad Batch shave their own heads, or there's a droid that does it? I like to think with the special implants and special clone things that there's some of them that just don't grow hair. Oh, that could be. Or maybe there's a hair trimmer in the helmet. Mm, That would make a lot of sense, too. Well, we did see what in the solitary clone, there were some shaggy clones. Maybe their helmets just ran out of batteries. (laughs) Yeah, that would make sense. Because they were kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Bad Batch Season 3, let's see a haircutting droid. Finally. Jacopo, what are the chances that the revealed title of the last episode, The Cavalry Has Arrived, refers to Mieber Gascan's droid squad, now a rebel unit? 100% chance. What if dreams really do come true? 100% chance. 200% chance. I just like to think that maybe somewhere randomly there's a ship with an astromech in it and inside that astromech little Mieber just hanging out we got a couple from Liam here I wonder if they'll segue into a new now unannounced animated show to carry the animation torch or maybe push further into the dark times bridging episode three and four or this is the last we see of Star Wars animation for sort of a while season level stuff he says i hope the batch either get a happy ending or grow up go out with a magnificent blaze of glory so he's kind of wondering what's the future of star wars animation after this last season of the bad batch i mean it is interesting that this could be the last of the animated stories for episode four like because we have kind of seen the transition to stormtroopers and this is kind of the the last Big adventure for clones. Like maybe the next animated show will finally get something. Like if a Ray movie's really coming, maybe we'll get a between Rise of Skywalker, whatever the Ray movie is animated show. Since the live action stuff is pretty much filling in everything between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. 
I, I don't know. I, I got to think that one of the exciting things about the near future of Star Wars storytelling is we're going into different eras between the Acolyte and James Mangold and the Ray movie. We're going into new timelines and uncharted history with Star Wars. And that opens up a lot of areas for storytelling and maybe things that can be done in animation. I mean, even they could even go back pre Phantom Menace in between Acolyte and Phantom Menace if they wanted to just do High Republic stuff, like an animated High Republic series would be pretty cool. I think that would be great. I think that would be a great idea, actually. So I can't imagine it going away, but I could see it kind of moving away from the the Clone Wars Rebels to Bad Batch era. Yeah, the Bad Batch season three, when it ends, could yeah really be maybe the end of the Clone Wars stories, storytelling. Yeah, other than, you know, if we get more Tales of the Jedi kind of little short things, that's still going to kind of be with those characters in a way. But yeah, like a full-on new show season about things in that time. Yeah, it does feel like that maybe we're, we're at the end. And then Liam has a follow-up question where he's wondering, could we see Darth Vader? What's funny is it I never even crossed my mind. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, yeah, he is out there doing stuff. And we are seeing Palpatine. <laughs> So I don't know. I guess it's it's a lot like Boba Fett where like it could happen and it could be cool, but it kind of, as much as it could happen and could be cool, it kind of doesn't need to happen. And it's almost like at this point, it's almost like, oh, and here's Vader. But I don't, I don't, I wonder how much the Empire would really see these clones as a threat. If anything, Vader would be sent out to kill Saj Ventress. Right. Well, it's like, Going back to the the Force Awakens original drafts where it's like as soon as Luke shows up, it becomes the Luke movie because you just want to see what's going on. And the same thing with Bad Batch, like you would compete with your attention. <laughs> but, you know, it was cool when he just showed up a little bit in Rogue One. So I doubt it, but you never know. If we're if we're going back to spices, Vader is red pepper flakes. Less is more. He's like ghost peppers. Yeah. (laughs) Got to be really subtle unless you want people to be their mouth on fire. You put a little bit in, it can kick up a flavor. Be like, ooh, this has got a little kick to it. This is good. You can't have it every day. And you can't put too much in it because it will overpower the recipe and possibly ruin the recipe. Nitten has one of maybe the most important questions of all in all of these. How does Dorothy feel about the Bad Batch? Dans un village de la tribu des Ewoks, sur la planète Endor, DJ part à la recherche de deux de ses fils qui ne sont pas revenus d'une promenade en forêt. Oh, il craint qu'ils ne se soient perdus. I mean, we don't have Dorothy here to ask her. I wish we did. But I think... I I hope Dorothy's watching the Bad Batch and Dorothy is enjoying it because Dorothy is a Star Wars fan and Star Wars fans should enjoy the Bad Batch. But I bet you Dorothy is loving it and maybe she wrote a song about it. Yeah, because I would think, you know, if you love the Ewoks, you 
probably like Omega. And maybe Dorothy has her own little Omega song she wrote that she just sings to herself. She sings herself to sleep every night, her little song about Omega. How would you even say Omega in French? Is it just Omega? Probably. Les Omega? (laughs) Apologies to all of our French listeners. (laughs) Alexandra says, will we see Boba Fett meet Omega? People want want more Boba. We just need another season of Book of Boba Fett. It's really what it needs, what it boils down to. Once you get a taste of good guy Boba Fett, old man good guy Boba Fett, it's just, you just get the crave. It's like White Castle. You just smell it, and you're like, oh, I got the crave. I want a case of that. I want a case of Boba Fett's. Old man Boba Fett. Big suitcase. Big soggy suitcase full of old man Boba Fett. Put some mustard on that. Mm. Um, steamed onions and a little tiny pickle. That's that's pretty much the book of Boba Fett. Zach. A very important question. Will Norky make an appearance in any of the episodes? Oh, it's you. I mean, do we have to answer that? Yes, of course he will. In, in all truthfulness, I feel like Norky showing up is more probable than Darth Vader. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Because they're, they're going to some crazy planets. They might go to a planet that has kangaroo people. And even if it's not Norky, if there's kangaroo people, I think that counts. If there was just like an orange kangaroo person hopping around in the background with a cape and a mohawk, and I'd be like, that's good enough. There's Norky. Omega's always making friends with other kids, so she might befriend a kangaroo person with some soggy cookies in their pouch. Aubrey, mostly wondering who we'll see and how much it will hurt. If we see Hera and Chopper again, it will probably be her mom's death. Yikes. Or whatever happened to Cody that traumatized Rex so badly? Pain, lots of pain. Aubrey is predicting pain. Stuff about Cody, though, we haven't talked about Cody at all. Yeah, and I do wonder, because it was such a surprise and a treat in season one, the Hera stuff. Is the Calvary is here? Is that the, the Twi'leks from Ryloth coming to help? Like we're saying, is it like grassroots rebellion? Is it the batch kind of realizing that they're part of something bigger? Do the batch like inspire parts of the rebellion? Is that where we're going? Yeah, because we're still getting to the thing that, you know, it's kind of like Bad Batch almost kind of overlaps with Andor like a little bit. Yeah, and there's like the Luthans out there and the Mon Mothmas. I mean, there there's rebellion stuff happening, but it's small. What, here's one from Matthew. Have you guys seen Whale Rider? It stars the voice actress who plays Omega's sister, Keisha Castle Hughes, and is what inspired George Lucas to hire her as the Naboo Queen in Revenge of the Sith. I saw Whale Rider. Because I was Revenge of the Sith crazy, and I was like, that's the Naboo Queen. And it was a really good movie. I actually saw it in the theater. Did you ever see Whale Rider? I remember when it came out, but I never saw it. It was good. But yeah, now I have a second reason to see it, because she's in Bad Batch, so maybe I will watch it. It's cool. You know, I forgot that she was the actress playing Emery, so that's pretty cool. Here's our last one from Bill. And this is another one. Do you think we'll do you think we'll see Saw Guerrera 
in season three. I mean, we saw him in season one, right? So maybe he's part of the cavalry that comes. So yeah, maybe, like we're saying, if there's some kind of like proto-rebellion group that ends up helping out. Like we were just talking about with Andor. I mean, think of that amazing scene in Andor when Luthen went to go talk to Saw. And Saw was like, we're not doing enough. You know, you're not going out there. You're not blowing stuff up. Like, this is what we should be doing. The Batch knows Saw already. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Now I'm really thinking about this. Like, does the is the Batch somehow connected to the this early days of the Rebellion? I mean, do they ultimately take out Mount Tantus and which kind of forces Palpatine to kind of take longer and then he has to move things to Exegol because you know the Bad Batch and a bunch of little rebel groups just take it out and then they don't have that Kaminoan technology and then you get Snoke because they don't know how to do it right yeah what if there's tanks of like really handsome Palpatine clones and and he's so excited, and then they just all get—they just all explode. It's like Dark Empire, where he came out looking like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Well, I don't. Those are some great questions, everybody, and um, we've got a lot of stuff to think about. And I think people really want Boba Fett to come back. Yeah, if we've learned if we've learned anything about Bad Batch, is that people love Boba Fett. Everybody loves Boba Fett. If there's one question, though, Gabe, that you want to go out on a date with maybe a vacation to a tropical island or something, maybe to Pabu, go, go to Pabu. What's one question that you want to get to know better? It might not be, it might be like a deep thoughts, serious date, but the, uh, the question about like what's going on with, uh, Cody and the, you know, and the, and the serious stuff in season three, I want, I want to, I want to learn more about that one. I want to learn what Dorothy thinks of the Bad Batch. I, I really want to talk to Dorothy about the Bad Batch. Uh, so your, your date would be on a beach somewhere and mine would be like in a rainstorm. <laughs> a full-scale attack, but clone reinforcements have just arrived. It's the massive all-terrain tactical enforcer. The ATTE has enough firepower to take down the droid army with projectile launchers, a main blaster cannon, and room enough to carry an entire squad of clone troopers into battle. Move out, let's go! The droid army doesn't stand a chance with the ATTE. ATTE comes with one figure, other figures sold separately, batteries not included. And these last points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. 
right, everybody, guess what? You'll never guess what we're going to say. Apple Podcast Reviews. When you get done listening to this episode, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, you should write something nice. Leave us five stars. So people, when they look up Star Wars Podcasts, will find Blast Points and be like, hey, maybe this show. I don't know. And check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And make sure you're in the Super Chill group where you can not only just talk about wonderful Star Wars wonderfulness. Sometimes you can ask wonderful Star Wars questions about the Bad Batch. And we'll answer them. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon where we're going to be doing an episode about those first three episodes, but then for the rest of the season until the ending, which we'll do a special thing for the ending, but everything else in the middle, we're going to be talking about over there on the Blast Points Army. So that's going to be the place to be for a while. But that about wraps up number 389 here. Getting hyped for the Bad Batch season three. And speaking of the place to be, we're we kind of we gotta go. We gotta wrap up 389 because we got an important phone call we gotta take for next week. Yeah, we're expecting uh, to get out our our big old landline phone because we're expecting an important call. So look forward to that next week. So until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Bad Territory, The Harbinger, Identity Crisis. May the force be with you! Ah!